If your team got guaranteed money, tell them call me. Whoop. Make me say my, my, my. I done been around the world. Yeah, I was made for this. Player performance with J.A. Cavalier. My fellow DGens, welcome back to another episode of Player Performance. I am J.A. Cavalier. We're going to get into NFL Week 7, all you need to know to beat the Bucks. But first, let's recap Week 6 with Tessa Hall. Back it up. One more time. All right, let's see that again. Here's your NFL Week 6 recap. The Bucks won with a banged-up defense, but it was Philly who pulled off an epic cover. Stop the count. The Jaguars have officially broken the second-longest losing streak in the league. Someone hug Matt Rule. The Panthers can't stop suffering heartbreak. Um, watch out for Baltimore. They put a leash on the Chargers and walked them around after a blowout win. The Giants are proving to be trashier than the litter in Manhattan after a blowout loss to LA. The Texans need Tyrod Taylor back so desperately, it's not even fun to make fun of them anymore. Mahomes might need LASIK or just to understand defenders aren't friends, but the Chiefs get the win. Who owns the Chicago Bears? Who is Aaron Rodgers? Joe Burrow is playing himself straight into MVP talks while Dan Campbell's team is playing him into therapy. Don't look now, but the Cardinals are a damn powerhouse who won't be stopped. The Cowboys might truly be a great team because they had a truly great cover against the Pats. Send your friend an email and tell them that the Raiders pounced all over Denver. Geno Smith can play you into a loss, but he can also play you straight into a cover. Derrick Henry does not care about the Mafia. He put the target on his back on Monday night. That's your NFL Week 6 recap. Worst week of the season on this show last week. 4-4 four and four, all picks and leans. Still not a losing week. Of course, our best bet cash with the Green Bay Packers. I said I liked that line even up to 6. At the time, it was at 4.5. And, and the Packers still cover the 6. Bringing best bet records to 6-0 and oh on the show this season. Still, that's not good enough. We're always looking to improve. Be better this week than we were last, and we're going to be. So here we go. We are locked. We are loaded. We are ready to roll. The muddy train's pulling out right into NFL Week 7. Jets versus Patriots. Patriots are laying seven. The total here is set at 42 and a half. And I like the under 42 and a half in this game. Both of these offenses limited. Patriots ranked 24th. Jets offense dead last in the league. Look, nothing in the script changes. Belichick still owns rookie quarterbacks. He's 19-5 overall, 12-0 at home. Patriots have been competitive for most of the season. Missed field goal in a loss to Brady and the Bucs. Took the Cowboys an extra session last week. But it's been the defense keeping him in those games. Much less impressive on the offensive side of the ball. We like the Patriots first time in this matchup, but that number was also much more reasonable. I'm not laying seven points with the New England Patriots just yet. And the first game was a little misleading. Wilson threw four interceptions. Jets only scored six points. And believe it or not, New York actually had 76 more total yards on offense. And nothing against Mac Jones. I like Mac Jones. But nothing Mac Jones does excites me. All you hear about is how coachable the kid is. And basically, to me, that means he can run your offense, he'll be efficient, and he'll check down. So the Patriots are going to have to win games on defense, which means a lot of low-scoring games. Nothing wrong with that. Actually, as a capper, I like predictable teams. I like teams that play true to form. But remember this, the Jets have actually been sneaky good on the defensive side of the ball. Robert Sala has them playing well. Last time out, these two teams combined for 31 points. This series also has a history of low-scoring games. Seven and three last, last ten have gone under the posted total. 
I think that trend continues here. Give me the under 42 and a half Jets Patriots. Falcons versus Dolphins. Falcons laying two and a half. Total here is set at 47 and a half. Crazy but true, the Dolphins are a home dog to a team with just two wins. One of those wins against the Jets, the other against the Giants, and still you have to lean Atlanta in this spot. I hate to say this, but I'm riding with Matt Ryan to cover on the road. And it's not because I love the Falcons. See, for me, this is much more of a Dolphin fade. This team ranks 29th on both offense and defense. They're coming off a loss to a team that was riding a 20-game fucking losing streak. The deflation in that locker room has to be at an all time high and Brian Flores is playing himself right out of a fucking job sure I get it two has been out Brissett has been anything but good but this defense falling off the rails has made no sense not many changes on that side of the ball this defense was top five in the league last year now they rank 29th against the pass and for as inconsistent as Matt Ryan has been he still has three games over 280 yards they also have big play capabilities you have to credit Atlanta for at least being creative Cordell Patterson has been brilliant, and finally a light has gone off. They remembered. They figured it out. They also have Kyle Pitts. He went for 119 in a score against the Jets. The scheduling also favors Atlanta in this spot. They come off a bye week. The Dolphins have to fly back from London. Don't love it, but I'm going to lean Atlanta Falcons in this spot. Also, with all these Deshaun Watson talks, how does that uh, affect Tua? Tua has to be feeling some sort of way. Remember, this is a kid recently removed from college. Gonna be some feelings. Impossible to believe, but of these two teams, Atlanta just feels like the more stable franchise right now. Don't love it, but I will lay it. Take the Falcons, lay the two points. Chiefs versus Titans. Kansas City's laying four and a half. The total here is set at 56 and a half. I like the Titans in this spot. Kansas City continues to be overvalued. The Tennessee Titans continue to be disrespected. Four and a half points is a ton to give this offense, especially for a team that ranks 27th against the run. Now they have to face Derrick Henry, a good defense. The Buffalo Bills, they couldn't contain the beast. He gashed them for a buck 40 and three touchdowns Monday night. The Chiefs have no chance stopping this man. I don't understand the line. Is this supposed to be a letdown spot? But you don't let down. Not at home, not against a team that just went to back-to-back Super Bowls. You step up. You step on the gas. I love Tennessee on Monday night. I may like the Titans more in this spot. Offensive line was a concern against a much-improved Buffalo front. They actually held up well, even with the injury to Taylor Luan. The good news here is the Chiefs don't apply any pressure. They also give up chunk plays down the field. Expect A.J. Brown and Julio Jones to feast on the 26th passing defense. I get Kansas City can score on every possession. I don't question the offensive talent, but they have also turned the ball over 14 times. You can't ignore that. And the Washington game wasn't exactly a runaway. That game was much closer than the final score. Remember, the Chiefs don't cover on the road, and Tennessee is a very live home dog. This one may be won by a field goal either way, but it will be close. I'm going to ride this. I'm going to keep riding this. Give me the Tennessee Titans plus the four and a half. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays, one week, $99. His Pro Football Triple Crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. 
JA Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Washington versus Packers. Packers are laying nine and a half. The total here set at 49. This time last year, nine and a half would have been a no-brainer. You would have punched Washington in on your ticket, and they would have covered on defense alone. Not as much confidence in the football team these days. I have a ton of respect for Ron Rivera. Not comfortable with his recent comments, though. He wishes the expectations for his teams weren't so high. So does that mean that you like your team in the underdog role, or is it because you don't think your team is very good? But either way, it's an issue. I had this team ranked second overall on defense last year. Now they're giving up over 30 points a game, ranked 32nd in total defense. I'm also not comfortable laying nine and a half with the Packers. See, the Packers have covered in each of their last five games, but historically, they struggle in spots like this. Some quarterbacks like to pile it on against bad teams. They like to chase numbers. They like to pad stats. Rodgers has actually played down to his competition in recent years. So I'm not going to lay nine and a half. I actually like Green Bay in the front end of a three-team teaser, 10-point teaser. That's important. I don't like the two-team teaser here because you would still be laying more than a field goal, which in my opinion defeats the purpose of a teaser in the first place. Panthers versus Giants. Panthers are laying three. The total here is set at 43. So a lot of smart people I know like the under in this game. I had to tell them all that they're wrong. I actually like the over the posted total, over 43 here. See, for me, this number is incredibly low. Most of that's due to the Giants' performance last week and the illusion that the Panthers have this elite defense. See, Carolina has been lit up the last three weeks. They just gave up 373 yards, three touchdowns to Cousin last week. They were also gashed by Cook. And the Giants' passing defense, they're in the bottom of most categories. I want no part of the game itself. I do love the over in this spot. Both of these teams right now on a downward spiral. Both quarterbacks are struggling with consistency and turnovers, and turnovers lead to overs. Oddly, both quarterbacks started the season off pretty clean. Crazy how quickly things change in the NFL. Remember, just a couple weeks ago, right here on this show, on player performance, I was praising both Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones in the same show for how clean they've been on the offensive side of the ball and how they've gotten turnovers in check. But since then, they've been giving it away ridiculously, combined for four interceptions last week. Now, look, I'm not expecting a shootout in this game. I do, however, think both offenses can do just enough to push this one over the total. Remember this, the Giants do have a top 10 passing offense, and defensively, they've given up well over 100 yards the last three weeks. Don't overthink this one. Take the over 43 in Carolina, New York. Lions versus Rams. The Rams are laying 15 and a half. The total here is set at 50. So if my best bet this week wasn't my best bet, this might actually be my best bet. So I guess we'll just call it best bet number two. I mean, guys, we're fucking with perfection. 6-0 and on best bets on this show this season. And now we have two of them this week. All right, but no risk, no reward. So here we go. We all know the storyline in this game. Jared Goff returns to L.A. to take on McVay. It's not crazy to think the Lions can stay within the 16. But would anybody be surprised to see the Rams come out and win by 30 or even 40 points? I mean, either way, I want no part of the 15. I will, however, go over the posted total of 50. See, I could see the Rams jumping out to a big lead, giving up a garbage time touchdown or two. And remember, the Detroit Lions are going to fight. Listen, 
Dan Campbell isn't an idiot. Do I love a coach calling out his quarterback? No, but Jared Goff needing to step up is a fucking understatement. And this is that spot. This is the game that he's had circled. This is a homecoming for Goff. Goff getting called out publicly may be the kick in the ass he needed. And if there's one game to play well in, this is that game. Do I see any formula that leads to Detroit getting their first win? Absolutely not. But they can certainly keep it close. They can certainly compete in this game. And if the Rams have a weakness, it's a defense that ranks 25th against the pass. Goff has also shown some flashes in spots this year, throwing for 338 yards week one, 299 yards week four. So he's not completely damaged goods. And he does have some extra motivation this week. I also don't expect or am I going to need a ton from Detroit? I obviously expect most of the heavy lifting to come from L.A. And the Rams put up a ton of points. Stafford hardly played in the second half last week. Still, they scored 38. Now he faces the 25th ranked defense, a defense allowing the second most yards per play. The Rams rank second in that category on offense with big play potential. So while 50 is a big number, it isn't crazy to think that they could score 30 plus. They've scored 34 or more three times this season and the overs hit in four of six games. Detroit's going to give me 20. The Rams are going to do the rest. We go over the posted total of 50 for our best bet on the show this week. Over 50, Detroit Lions, L.A. Rams. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Three NFL games for this Sunday. Three straight, three two-team parlays. One week, $99. His Pro Football Triple Crown must go 3-0 or the entire NFL season is free. J.A. Cavaliers Pro Football Triple Crown. Link in the description below. Click the link now and jump on the money train. Bengals versus Ravens. The Ravens are laying six and a half. The total set at 47 and a half. I didn't want to follow up a best bet with a best bet, but I'm going to follow up a best bet with a best bet. And we're going to actually take the Bengals in this spot. I know all the squares are saying no, they're going to disagree. And all the sharps, of course, are going to end up telling me. The Cincinnati Bengals plus six and a half. I know it's down to six now. I know the Bengals are catching money. I actually caught this early at six and a half. So I'm just going to use six and a half for sakes of the show. Listen, despite all the trends favoring the Ravens in this spot, I say buck the trends, take the Bengals. Looking for an edge in this game, it's clearly the Cincinnati receiving core against the Ravens secondary. Baltimore has one of the best lockdown corners in the league, and trust me, Marlon Humphrey is elite. The problem for the Ravens, the rest of the secondary is trash. Marlon Humphrey can't take away Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. Mixon has become more involved, not only the running game, but receiving as well, and tight end C.J. Uzoma is becoming a force. Joe Burrow should be able to pick apart a defense that ranks 26th in passing. Bengals also match up well defensively. Top 10 run defense against a team banged up in the backfield. And they may be without Murray this week. I actually think the Bengals win this game on the field, but I'll take the Bengals plus this six and a half. My actual best bet on this show this week, the Cincinnati Bengals plus the six and a half. Bears versus Buccaneers. Buccaneers laying 13. The total here is set at 47. I am going to lean under the posted total. The under is 5-0 last five for the Chicago Bears. I'm starting with that trend for a reason. 
Chicago was competitive for most of the game last week. They didn't do much on offense, but defense kept them in the game. That was against the Green Bay Packers, an offense very similar to Tampa Bay. See, the Bears still have a top 10 defense, and the thoughts that Tampa Bay is going to come out here and ring up 40 in this game, that's just ridiculous. I don't see them hitting 30. I actually don't see them hitting close to 30. Since giving up 34 week one to the Rams, the Bears have only allowed 17 26 14, 9, and 24. They also don't score a ton of points on offense, and when they do move the ball, it's usually with the run game. I don't see that happening this week. If we learned anything so far, we learned that you don't run the ball on the Bucks' front. Their secondary is depleted, but it shouldn't really be a big issue for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week because Chicago isn't going to light you up. Justin Fields only averages about 140 yards per game. Fields is going to have to rely more on his legs than his arms this week, and the Bears are going to have to get creative if they want to move the ball at all. The Bears were able to get to Brady last year. They applied pressure. They beat the Bucs outright in a sloppy game. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I do think they can make him uncomfortable enough. Chicago should be able to limit the big plays. Give me the under 47 in this game. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. That's right. Something for everyone on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. And it's not just the NFL. You have college football in action. Major League Baseball playoffs, the World Series is about to start, NHL in action, NBA in action, college basketball is about to start. Get to whylose.com right now. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. I do it all, and I'm successful in all. Get to whylose.com, the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com. Remember, pick up the Pro Football Triple Crown this week, three all-in max bets for Sunday, Three straight 3-2 team parlays. Link in the description below. And guys, subscribe and like. Appreciation is always appreciated. All right, that's our show for this week. I am J.A. Cavalier. See you guys back here next week. But until then, remember, bet with your head, not above it. Day, week, month, and season packages available on whylose.com. That's the letter Y, L-O-S-E.com.